Most of us would like to be stronger. In fact, the Bible tells us to be strong. Hello, I'm Tim Dumas, and we're going to talk about it today in this episode of the Hope for Healing, Faith for Living podcast. Welcome, and thank you for joining me today. I do pray that you are doing well and growing in the things of God. Let's begin today by looking at Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 from the New International Version. And it reads, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Now, Paul is writing here to the church of Ephesus, and he's concluding this letter by telling them to be strong, not in themselves, not in their own power, not in their own willpower or their own abilities, but in the Lord. I was talking to a guy this morning, and he has some things going wrong in his life. And as usual, as most people do, when things start to go wrong, they start to think, what do I need to do? What do I need to do? You know, how can I take control of this and turn it around? Well, that's actually not what we're called to do. Instead of saying, what can we do? We need to say, God, what do you want done? And how do I cooperate with what you want done? That should be our heart. And our focus today is about being strong, being strong in the Lord, because it's his command. We are to be strong. And it's the same command that he gave Joshua, and we see it quite often throughout Scripture. Let's look at Joshua chapter 1, verses 7 through 9. And God is saying, Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Amen. God's command to us, God's command to you, to me, is to be strong, to be courageous. Now, you may feel like you're not that type of person. You don't see yourself as being strong. Well, that's part of the problem. You see yourself wrongly. If God commands us to be strong in him, then by his grace, we can, and we need to begin to see ourselves that way. In Joshua 1.8, we see a key to being strong, and it says this, which we read earlier, it says, keep this book of the law always on your lips, meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Now, always on our lips, that means we are to be speaking God's word. We are to be confessing, to be speaking the word of God. Now, our Christian walk is a learning and growing process, which we are called to learn how to cooperate with what God wants to do in our lives by reading his word, which tells us what his will is, meditating on his word, we start to renew our mind, yielding to his word, we start uh, yielding to who God says we are, believing it's true, but then there's another part. It's the exercise of faith, which we are commanded to do, that will cause us to grow stronger in the things of God. And a lot of times that exercise of faith is confession. We keep it on our lips. We say what the word says. Now, we've talked about this before, about confessing the word. 
But I want to share again because of the importance of confession. Now, most people, when they hear about confessing, they're thinking about sin. We confess our sin, which is what we are to do. But the word confession, as it's used in Scripture, actually means to agree with. When we confess our sin, we are agreeing with God that what we did was a sin. But then there's also the part where we confess His Word. We are agreeing with God that what His Word says is true, both with who God says He is, what His redemptive work is, uh, what He's already done through the redemptive work of Christ, that that's true, but also what He says about us. We confess His Word about who He says we are. And if He says, be strong, then we need to confess we're strong. Now, let's go back to Ephesians 10 and read a little more. Uh, I'm sorry, Ephesians 6. Begin with verse 10, and then I'm going to continue down to verse 17. Again, it says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you've done everything to stand, stand firm then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, Take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Amen. So we are to put on the full armor of God. This is connected to being strong in Him. So how do we put on this armor? Well, we do not have a physical breastplate or a physical helmet that we are to put on. No, these things are spiritual. These are spiritual things that we put on. And we do that by believing these truths, accepting them as reality for us and being true in our own lives, and we put them on by faith. Now, if you remember in James chapter 2, it talks about faith without works is dead, meaning faith requires an action. So how do we act in faith? How do we act in faith putting on the armor of God and standing strong? Well, it's by our words, our confession. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13 says, It is written, I believed, therefore I have spoken. Since we have the same spirit of faith, we also believe, and therefore we speak. See, this is a principle of faith. We believe and we speak. Now, I want to show you some more scripture, but first I want to talk about hope. Hope, as it's used in scripture, means a confident expectation based on God's Word. God's Word creates in us a confident expectation of God's will coming to pass in our life. That's what biblical hope is. Now, let's look at Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23. It says, Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. Now, we are to hold on to the hope we profess. I think that that translation, it makes it hard for us to see exactly what we are to hold on to. So let me share with you this same verse from the Young's literal translation. And it reads, May we hold fast 
the unwavering professing of the hope, for he is faithful who did promise. Let me read that again. May we hold fast the unwavering profession of the hope. Did you hear the difference there? See, the Young's literal translation makes it clear that what we actually hold on to isn't just the hope, but it's the unwavering professing of the hope or confession of that hope is speaking with our lips what we expect to come to pass based on God's word. Amen. We're not just holding fast to the hope. We are holding fast to the unwavering profession of that hope. So what does it mean? Well, what we profess, what we proclaim, what we confess as true and expect to come to pass in our lives, and we do it without wavering because God's word doesn't waver. So 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21 says this, God made him, referring to Jesus, who had no sin, to be sin for us, so that in him, in Christ, we might become the righteousness of God. Amen. In Christ, we become the righteousness of God. So as a Christian, as a born-again believer, you have righteousness. It's been given to you through the redemptive work of Jesus Christ. So you now become righteous. So this is part of the armor that you're to put on. See, it's up to us. See, Christ provided it for us, but it's up to us to put it on. And we put it on by faith. Faith, a belief, along with the corresponding action to that belief, which often is simply confessing that it's true. It's our confession of faith that we hold fast to unwaveringly, not wavering. Okay? So here's something that, that you can do to grow, and it's simply this. Read over the scriptures about you as being righteous because of the redemptive work of Christ, and by faith understand that you're putting that on like a breastplate. It, it covers your heart. And confess what God's word is true. Okay, you confess, I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. See, I am confessing means I am coming into agreement with God's word. And through faith, I'm taking it for myself. I'm believing it for myself. I'm applying it to myself. What God's word says is true. And so spiritually, I'm putting this on. I am taking ownership of it. It is who I am. I become what the scripture says I am. I am righteous. That's what Jesus did for me. I did not earn it. It's an act of redemptive work of Christ that I take hold of through faith. And the corresponding action of my faith is confessing is true. Okay? Confessing God's truth, that's how you put it on. That's how you stir up your faith. It's how you grow and become strong in this area. And it's how you put on the armor. It's how you become strong. It's how you continue to grow in strength in Him. Remember, we are to be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power, or another translation says, in the power of His might. We stand strong in Him, in faith, seeing what His Word says, believing it's true, yielding to it, accepting it as real for us, and then 
act in faith with the correspondent action of confessing this true. We confess. We confess is true. You can say it this way. According to God's word, I am righteous in Christ. I am righteous in Christ. According to the word of God, which doesn't change, I am righteous in Christ. Now, if you will confess this truth again and again and again and again and again and again and keep doing it, it will start to become real to you. And you will grow in strength of knowing that you, because of the redemptive work of Christ, are righteous. And it will change how you interact with God. It will change how you look at the scripture. It will change in your, in your faith and in your praying because you're praying from the point of righteousness that he gave you. Now, again, as it said in Joshua, which we read in Joshua chapter 1, it says, don't let the word depart from your lips, meaning you keep thinking about it, you keep meditating on it, and you keep confessing it. And you hold fast to your confession. You hold fast to the confessing of God's truth. You hold fast to it. You don't let it go. You keep confessing. This is how you grow, and this is how you become stronger. So this 2024 is the beginning of a new year. Let's grow. Let's yield to what God wants to do in our lives. Let's learn what his truth is, and let's learn how to cooperate with what he wants to do in our life through faith and corresponding action, which many times is simply a confession of faith. We act in faith according to the word. I hope this blessed you. I hope you grow this year. I hope it's a great year for you. Again, my name is Tim Dumas. Thanks for listening. This has been the Hope for Healing, Faith for Living Podcast. Until next time, may God's riches and best be yours.